Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What's going on, everybody? Pat DeBear here, and we are back, back, back again. It is time for another pop culture roundup, this time for the month of September in the year 2022. We have got a lot to cover, so we are... I I was going to say, we're not going to dilly-dally, but I'm usually the one that takes us on these <laughs> random trains, you, train you rides. Need, you need to put a mirror on your on your desk, so that way, whenever you say those things, you're looking directly at you. As well as us when you say it. Ma'am, first of all, <laughs> I always look at myself when we're on a, a Zoom chat. So I'm always looking at me. And two, I literally just called myself out on it. <laughs> <laughs> you do, It doesn't stop you, though. <laughs> I mean, I just I need post-it notes that say, don't do this, bitch. <laughs> but we've got pop culture to talk about uh brian is still away on a work trip uh without his he said he was gonna pack his microphone and that bitch did not see she lied she lied but she'll be back soon enough to uh join us for a couple of really good microsodes that are going to be coming your way in the not too distant future for some big uh pieces of pop culture television that have been mysteriously missing from our roundups because we're waiting to do more in-depth deep dives into them. I'm talking She-Hulk. You know, that's what we're talking about right now. <laughs> Although I cannot wait until She-Hulk is done and we talk She-Hulk because... It's so good. It's, it's so just, good. We're halfway through the season and I am I love it. I absolutely fucking it's love it. It's everything. Just a little spoiler on how I feel about She-Hulk so far. <laughs> but anyway, let us get right into the uh, topics at hand. I'm going to throw it over to Eric to uh, start us off. Eric, what is uh, your topic that you will be discussing? It's a film which uh, just came out in theaters fresh for uh, spooky movie time um, called Barbarian, um, which uh, is a 2022 American horror film written and directed by Zach Kreger. Uh, it stars Georgina Campbell, Bill Skarsgård, and Justin Long. And the 
the kind of quick one sentence line is um, a girl goes to check into an Airbnb and finds out it's been double booked uh, by a gentleman she doesn't know and stuff happens. Okay, real quick, <laughs> real quick, because I don't have much else to add to, to this part of the, the, the conversation. But you know that you just use the like the setup of most of the Hallmark Christmas movies, right? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I said that when I first saw. I was like, this feels like a whole like like a high budget horror version of a a hallmark christmas movie i remember i was sitting in a break room somewhere last year like it's just this woman showing up like to her hometown to like (laughs) work something at work somewhere like at her mom's like candy shop and i'm like oh my god it really is yeah and so (laughs) it's a hallmark movie it's, it's like it's it's how i wish every hallmark movie would go pretty much that is hysterical because like i don't so i don't really watch hallmark movies but i've watched like other videos that have referenced them uh or the um alex myers will do like uh oh god the was it the princess switch or the princess uh the one with vanessa hudgens that uh has done like three different like had three three uh films in the the series it's like the princess swap or something like that where oh yeah vanessa hudgens is a, a a baker in chicago and then gets invited to a baking competition in england or wherever and hilarity ensues but some of those like talk about the the setups and it's like oh jane booked a cabin in the woods for a quiet week away and little did she know that tom booked it as well like it literally like this description is just a horror version of a hallmark movie and i'm down (laughs) for it Except I'm sure none of those Hallmark movies happen on the bad side of Detroit, which could possibly be most of the sides of Detroit. But <laughs> let's let's not insult the Detroit audience. Now. I mean, my my great aunt lives in J- Detroit, and I visit her visited her a couple times just on family trips. That that was like our stop, and like we'd get into her little convertible, and she'd take it to this restaurant. And she's literally like, if anybody needs a weapon, it's in the back. I got brass knuckles up front. And I'm like, nah. And then she literally hits a homeless dude with a baseball bat that tries to get in the car. So I'm <laughs> so see, like at the beginning of this movie where I'm looking at the neighborhood, I'm like, she don't have a baseball bat. She's fucking up already. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I'm not sure how spoilery we want to get into this, but... Uh, well, I haven't seen it. You two have, so mm-hmm. we'll put a spoiler warning now. I mean, we, we we've gotten so far away from doing spoiler warnings. Like honestly, <laughs> at this point, if if you're listening to our show and you don't expect us to just spoil the shit out of everything, that's on you. But we'll put the spoiler warning in. If you have not seen Barbarian and you are going to or you plan to, then just keep hitting that skip button for a while. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's so definitely going into this movie like without knowing anything definitely ups like the suspense and and ups the like horror factor, but in all honesty, just like talking about it the way we're about to uh, like I can think of, I'm like it's not really spoiling anything, just just know you're in for a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, um 
I know in a lot of horror movies, you're always like, Jesus Christ, why the fuck did they do that to uh, any of the characters who end up getting killed? And this one, you kind of understand why she makes all of her decisions that she makes. Yeah. That doesn't mean that they're the smart decisions to make. But... Because... Um, I'm sorry, but one medical convention in in town is not going to book all of the hotel rooms in Detroit. Because <laughs> she called all of one hotel. <laughs> trying to find another room. Um, that being said, did you ever think that Bill Skarsgård was going to be the bad guy? Abso-fucking-lutely. I was like, why, why would you cast him in this? And then, like, I was like, Oh, I feel like an asshole. Like, <laughs> I feel like a fucking asshole. Here we, here we go. What is it? What movie was that? Um, uh, it? uh, no, no, no. Um, it's a Disney movie. Um, shit, Coco. Like, throughout ninety percent of the movie, I'm like, oh, well, it's obviously the raggedy homeless skeleton that's probably gonna be the bad guy. Nope. It's Ernesto. I'm spoiling Coco for you guys. It's, it's fucking Ernesto Del Cruz. That, that fucking asshole murdered people and still died and is still stealing shit. And I'm sitting here like, I know the bad guy in this movie is Alexander Skarsgård. Whoop! Just kidding. It's kind of Jason Long, which also I feel like should should have been obvious because Jason Long either plays like uh, Justin o- Long, but is yes. it Justin Long? Okay, yeah. Justin Long either plays like an oafish college student or like random new hire at a, at like a restaurant, or he plays like a Mac. Yeah, <laughs> or he play, or he plays like somebody who you're waiting waiting to reveal themselves as as an incel. You're like, I know there's something gross about you. You just need to tell me what it is. <laughs> In this movie, it was his mustache. <laughs> yeah, he, he was pretty gross in this movie. Um, yeah, and made some real dumb decisions, uh, which reminded <laughs> me of when he was in Jeepers Creepers. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, I liked the way the movie was set up as far as storyline goes. Like it was almost like acts, um, and for a while you didn't kind of understand like the timeline of what was happening. Cause like you start I, with the first two characters and then all of a sudden, obviously you go back in time because the neighborhood's all clean and um, fancy people are still living there, you know? Uh, yeah. And you I, find out, what was really going on? Oh my God. That <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. So I will say, I love that type of nonlinear storytelling. And I really think it's, it works. It It's almost, it almost works too well for the horror genre, but like it, for me, third acts in horror movie are always hit or miss. Either it's just drag out action and you don't really, depending on how good the first two acts are with its character development, you're like, do I really care about these people enough to like, you know, somebody's, somebody's chasing them with an ax. What do I fucking care? Um, but honestly, I want to say not since, um, I think it was ready or not. Uh, 
that it had such a good third act and you're just sitting there like i just wanted this i mean let's be clear i i did not go to the theater to watch this i may or may not have watched this in my room in the dark on my cell phone um <laughs> and which was the which don't do that like i'm just not not because like you know it's 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 more it's economically wrong and illegal technically but don't do that with this movie because it makes it 50 million times more terrifying being in a house by yourself watching this movie. It, the only way it could have been worse is if I actually had a basement in this house. Um, but uh, it, the third act, I was just like, somebody, somebody fucking kill her. <laughs> somebody get a good shot off. And it was just one of those things where if you really think about it, Somebody who is absolutely bug nerds fucking out of their mind crazy chasing you and is dead set on fucking hunting you down is probably one of the most terrifying things because you can only get so far on foot injured. So let's be clear. Like I just, yeah, yeah, I was, I was just floored. And then there was that whole moment where like, you're not sure if like she kind of saved her. But then you're like, fuck, Jay- fuck, what is it? fuck Justin Long. Fuck Justin Long. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a ride. Like, that third act, I was sweating. Like, like, on one hand, I am glad that she survived the night. Yes. Um, but on the other hand, I almost wish it would have been maybe more interesting storytelling to kind of end it right after... Uh, Justin Long shoots her in the basement on accident. Yeah. And have him be the survivor. Although that doesn't necessarily make sense with her being the main character throughout, but I think it kind of would have been interesting if uh, he, he had accidentally killed her and then just sealed everything up in the basement and sold the house. And then <laughs> no one ever knew what happened. <laughs> I mean, I, that's I'm. You know what's funny is you can kind of see at one point in the movie where they you could like I honestly w- hope they release like alternate endings for this because I feel like it's like I feel like they could have easily filmed multiple like at least three alternate endings, and I think I would have lo- I would have loved every single one of them. They're, like e- any single e- no matter how bad the ending, because we get the good ending. Um, which honestly, if I had known that going in, I would have been like, I would not have been sweating and chewing up my fingernails like I was some sort of crack addict. Um, but definitely, even if, even if it had a really sad ending or bad ending, I think I would have enjoyed the ride just as well. So I would love it if they released, like, if they, if they had filmed multiple endings, just to kind of feel it out. And then like, you get like a randomized version of the movie, you which gives you an ending. You don't know which one. Yeah. Although I was trying to figure out the timeline for how exactly inbred that Oof. the mother was. Oof. Like how many generations would that have taken? And was there actually that much time? to get that many generations in. I mean, you get, you get enough- the flashback in the seventies. 
No. 80s? No. I want to say early 90s, maybe late 80s, because the movie took place during modern times, right? Yeah. So if you... Oh, yeah. As Wikipedia says flashback to the 1980s. Okay, yeah, that would, yeah. So, yeah, you, so, honestly, depending on how many victims and how many, you know, kids get to, you know, childbirth, birth, birth and age and, uh, and the individual's genetics... I mean, yeah. it technically wouldn't take long, but <laughs> oh my god! Uh, oh my, like I said, uh, this movie, I just can't, like, like I, it's one of those ones I want to go back and rewatch, but I need, I need, I need a, I need a month of no horror movies, and I'm about to jump into a month of nothing but horror movies, so. <laughs> Even even not scary ones like Hocus Pocus Two's coming up, like Wendell and Wild. Like there's a laundry list of really good. We're 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 like Barbarian kicked it off right. Um. So yeah, it was that was that was great. But yeah, I don't think it would take. I think it would only take maybe like twenty, like maybe. To, so if this if that was eight late eighties, yeah, that was about forty almost fifty years. <laughs> that was almost 40, 40 years ago. <laughs> Oh my god. Shut up, stop making us feel old. <laughs> if I've gotta feel it, you've gotta feel it, bitch. If mama don't eat, don't nobody eat. <laughs> Ma'am. <laughs> You're all going down with me. Get your walkers ready. Um Wait, you haven't passed over that threshold yet, have you? Because you're still a couple years younger than than Eric and I. I mean, how old are y'all? Forty. Forty one? <laughs> Oh, that's right. Oh, shit, that's right. You turned 41 earlier this year. I'm almost there. <laughs> um, we're, we're like steps. So I'm, I'm literally, I'm, so I turned 39 in a couple weeks. Okay. So, next, yeah, so next, you're, you're just shy of two years younger than I am because my birthday is a, what, exactly a week after yours. Ex- yeah. So it's, yeah. it's like, it's like three, two, one. So yeah, it's, 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 I'm, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the final countdown. And then, well, I was gonna say, what do we, what do we, do we need to change the podcast to Flame On Geriatric Nerds or <laughs> Geriatric Millennials and the shit <laughs> we'll they want to talk? We'll have to, we'll have to start having a, a microsodes of like get off my lawn, uh, old <laughs> the get oh, off my lawn by me because that's definitely me. <laughs> the get off my lawn, uh, uh, microsodes, but yeah, but yeah, yeah, I only. Yeah, forty years. Yeah, that's that's enough time for at least a couple of creepy, weird basement babies. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we all just got really sad about our ages. <laughs> I think Damn. I want to go start a basement family now and just lock myself <laughs> down there. Oh God! So, uh, w- any final thoughts on Barbarian, or do y'all want to give your flame ratings? What do you? I mean, it sounds like a pretty intriguing film. Not really in my normal repertoire of things that I would watch. So, I, I don't know if if I would. I, watch I would it, love. But... I would love to see a live reaction of you watching the movie. I would absolutely love all the things I would hear come out of you. Like you sitting in a dark room watching that movie. 
can I have my phone with me as well? <laughs> that's the only way I watch things nowadays. Uh, like I said, if you if if you want to terrify yourself to that end, by all means. Oh no, no, I mean I didn't mean watch it on my phone. I mean, can I have my phone so I can also be playing on it as well? <laughs> my brain needs my brain can't sit still for that long anymore. It, it it will be fun to see once this comes out on uh, streaming and then YouTubers start posting their reactions to it. Oh my god! Or watch that, alongs. That'll be my next reaction obsession. <laughs> you uh, know, you know how I'll see it. I'll I'll end up watching the Cinema Sins Everything Wrong with Barbarian in <laughs> X number of minutes video. That's how I'll see the film. <laughs> Um, in that case, I will do. Hmm, uh, actually, I'll get a four out of five flames. Oh, yeah, I agree. Nice. definitely. Uh, it was a good four out of five flames movie. Awesome. So that is currently playing in theaters, uh, streaming sometime. Uh, do we know what studio put this out? Uh, uh, Regency Enterprises. Okay, so it could potentially come to uh, like a 20th Netflix. Century Studios. Oh, so it might be a, a Hulu oh, wow. release. Because mm-hmm. I know that uh, Disney has been putting a lot of their the uh, the twentieth up on twentieth uh, century up on on Hulu. So yeah, this would not go on Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> right on the front page of Disney Plus, right next to. Uh, Oh, right next to Hellraiser. The new trailer for the new Hellraiser movie just dropped today. Uh, And that is so a teaser dropped like a month ago, but and it comes out I think I think October seventh. So like it comes out in like two weeks, and they just dropped a trailer for it, like a full trailer. And yeah, it's a Hulu, and it's it was it's produced by Hulu, so it's a Hulu original. So. Since Disney technically owns uh, most of Hulu now, it's technically in the Disney wheelhouse. Is it? But is it a Hulu pro- um, like Hulu production, or is it like a 20th Century Fox or 20th Century Studios, like um, Prey was? Well, yeah, because uh, 20th Century Fox, I believe, is the one that owned the rights to all the Hellraiser movies. But it looks like Hulu. Uh, is the it's the Hulu logo before the the trailer starts? I didn't see the 20th Century Fox logo anywhere. So yeah, it's a it's a Hulu it's a Hulu Hulu original. It's a hoodoo. It's a hoodoo original. Hoodoo. Hoodoo. Uh, <laughs> oh God, are you dancing with the stars? <laughs> I watched I, it I, today. Did you? Yeah. I love that that went straight to uh, Disney Plus. Uh, let's. See, oh yeah, as a Hulu original film. Interesting, cool. St- still done by Clive Barker too. Very so, nice. Yeah. Um. Awesome. So, Four Flames for Barbarian. Uh, catch it if you can in the theater, or uh, it'll be on streaming a stream a streaming platform, most likely Hulu, <laughs> in the not too distant future. All right. Let's go over to Benjamin James. Oh my god, that name. <laughs> <laughs> I had somebody in a drive-thru. Like I I I was just like I, it was Taco Bell naturally and it might be Taco Bell again tonight. Um 
But uh, I I was in the drive-thru and this dude, I'm, this, I'm like, hey, pick up order for BJ. And he goes, come around and opens the door. And he thinks like he's so smart. Like he's just got that look about him. And he's just like, here you go, Benjamin. And I'm like, thank you. That's not my name. <laughs> That's not my name. And he's That's like, my name. Well, Stacy. <laughs> they call me Benjamin. They call me Ho. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no. It's I. Every time I hear that, everybody like growing up, like middle school, everybody thought I was my actual first name was Benjamin, and I had a teacher that actually called me by my full my full name one time, um, and everybody was like, "Who the who's that?" And I stood up, and they were like, "We didn't even know." You're like, listen, we do not use my government name over this bitch. <laughs> I'm like, if I say it three times, I'll go back to the 25th dimension and I don't want to go back. <laughs> you know what's funny is I think that's uh, the last time I was like, I know there was something I called you that I said I was going to keep calling you. And I think that was it because I'm, <laughs> I because I think the last time I said that. You told us the Taco Bell story. Because <laughs> as soon as you started with the Taco Bell story, I was like, this feels oddly reminiscent of, <laughs> of what a conversation random, we've had. Some random child tried, tried, to, tried to call me by my, my government name. And failed. I know I'm not, uh, like, I, um, I can't remember your middle name. I know your first name. But then I saw you on LinkedIn. I saw it with your... I don't know if you. I don't think you're. I know your first and your last name are up there. I don't know if you use your middle name on LinkedIn, but I saw mm. you as a, a potential uh, uh, <laughs> connection on LinkedIn. My picture where I'm like, that was like seventy pounds ago, and I was and like, I, I was like, I remember when I remember when BJ posted these and was like, look at my headshots, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still looking for a job, ladies and gentlemen. Still looking for another fucking job. Let me tell you, trying to get free. Well, now you can uh, on LinkedIn. You can put that you are like currently looking, even if you have a uh, a current employer. Yes. and it does uh, one of those Facebook fr- photo frames. Yep, <laughs> where it's like hashtag uh, now 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 looking or or open to, open to work or something like that. Uh, <laughs> I just I yeah. And actually, the last time I logged into it, they were like, "Do you want? Do you want to look for a job?" And I was like, "Yes, fuck, fucking please, get me out of here." <laughs> it was like, "How badly do you want a job?" And it was like, "Looking for right now." And I was like, "This feels like a dating profile." <laughs> I'm like, "Looking for now, any anyone will do. M- must must make over sixty thousand dollars." <laughs> Yeah, me and my employer are in an open relationship. <laughs> Only they don't know it yet. <laughs> Raw dogging random potential employers. I'll do an interview anonymous. <laughs> I'm sitting at a desk blindfolded with the door unlocked. Here's my Ooh. resume. <laughs> my resume's open for whoever walks in. I'm face down on my bed, resume on the table. Come on in. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna fuck me, it's at least seventy thousand a year. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Must get rid of toxic and community. <laughs> oh god. Okay. All right. Oh, what I'm am I done. supposed to be talking about? That's fantastic. <laughs> so back to the topics at hand. What are you going to be talking about in uh, in in this month's episode? 
Uh, so we got on September 22nd and I will actually, I finally, it took me a week up. School started back. Thing, things are crazy at work. I'm actually going on vacation soon. It's, it's a thing. Um, but I will have these posted up by the time this episode drops. Uh, they had a Nintendo, not only a Nintendo direct on the, on September 22nd, but later that afternoon, they also had a PlayStation state of play, um, that ju- I knew the Nintendo Direct was coming, but the state of play was like absolutely a surprise. Um, so I'm just going to run down on my favorites. But when I once I post this, y'all can post up uh, the things that you're excited about. It was actually pretty light um, on the things that I'm excited for. But uh, like there's uh, Fatal Frame, uh, if anybody remembers that absolute horror I game. did not realize that thing was still a game. Can I tell you? Okay. I know you've just started, and I'm like, here's the story. Can I tell you, the first, when it came out for GameCube was when I was dating my first boyfriend. Oh, my God. 20 years ago. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's a huge staple. So in Japan, there, it's like a giant series, and we've been slowly getting uh, ones that haven't been released here, and they've been, they'll either remake them or, or reimagine them, or um, they'll do like a complete rebuild. Uh, so the one there that's coming out here is Fatal Frame Mask of the Lunar Eclipse, uh, mm. complete remake. Uh, it's actually coming to the Nintendo Switch. I've played a Fatal Frame game on the Nintendo Switch, and it is nightmare-inducing. So I am half excited, half uh, going to go buy adult diapers. Um, <laughs> so, and then uh, a personal favorite of mine that I used to play in, in the arcade almost 20 years ago, Fist of the North Star. There was a Fist of the North Star punching game in the arcade when I was in college. And it was meant to oh, help you like, work the, out. Is that where your fisting obsession came from? <laughs> is, that where, is that where it came from? Um, Fetishes start early, folks. <laughs> and they're hereditary. So just uh, <laughs> so just hang out with that one, everybody. Oh, happy, oh, happy early oh, Halloween. Oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> I don't want to know which side. I don't want to know which side. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, they have a Fist of the North Star uh, game that's just, I mean, it's its its meant to be a workout game. Um, is, that, is that what North Star's husband does to him? Is this an X-Men crossover? <laughs> I mean, I mean, they better finish up because apparently they're supposed to get a baby soon. So I mean, well, and with how fast North Star can go, I mean, that's got to be some intensive fisting. Lube. You got to get that lube so it doesn't get a friction burn. That would be bad. Bitch, you need to make sure that lube's going to hold for that kind of speed. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Um, Then we've got Octopath Traveler 2 for Nintendo Switch. Um, That was a uh, big one. I saw a lot of people talking about that. that. I've I've never heard of the game. So it it first came out on Nintendo DS, and then there's been a lot of spinoffs. Uh, by it's Square Enix. Uh, there's been a lot of spinoffs, but it's definitely a huge love story. Um, all of the Traveler games, um, they're a huge love story to like traditional um, like Final Fantasy RPGs. Um, really good stuff. Uh, and then I don't know if Brian's ever played these, and I keep meaning to throw it at him. Uh, Final Fantasy the- Oh my god, I'm gonna fuck up <laughs> theater, the rhythm. theater rhythm. Theater Rhythm, Theater Rhythm, yeah. Final yeah. Bar Line, which is 385 songs. Yeah, he's he's played them because um, 
uh, I don't know if when the I don't know if it was the first one. Uh, we were still dating when he had gotten one of them because I remember him uh, buying it and talking about the game. Yeah, so that so that's uh, that's coming out, and I guess it's I guess it's pretty much just all the games in one giant collection on Nintendo <laughs> Switch, which is, seems cool. Um, and then we've got uh, I don't know if anybody played Pikmin, but there's a Pikmin Four coming out. Uh, and then I that, uh, that was another one of those that my first boyfriend and I played. That's I started the oh Pikmin series like twenty That's years right. ago. It started on GameCube. I forgot it started on GameCube. Yes, we're we're just going back to two thousand and one, where <laughs> all of that gaming started for me, and we're just getting. It's like it's it's like soap operas. It's like twenty years have passed. Like <laughs> here's uh, the fourth installment of the game. You would think there'd be more by now. There right. are not. Um, and then my two, my two, uh, absolute, uh, favorites that they announced, uh, they gave a release date for Bayonetta three and gameplay trailer. Absolutely love Bayonetta. I can't get enough Bayonetta. I'm beyond excited. Uh, so yeah. Um, and that comes out October 28th. And then we finally, finally Mm. got, Mm. Mm. Sorry. Those are my happy squeals. <laughs> um, we finally got the announcement of The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2, also known as Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. So I am mm. I'm actually very excited. I, I finally beat Breath of the Wild. It took me forever because of that stupid stealth area that took me like a year to beat. But um, no, I, I'm very excited. I'm wondering if they're going to do any shenanigans with uh, save file, like you might keep an item or two. Um, but we'll see. Because when you have a linear, like I don't think, have we ever had a linear Zelda game where we immediately go into like the next? We don't even know if we're going into the in a linear path here. We know I it looks similar, but I don't know if they've I, talked about whether or not it's a continuation. The same, the it same could link. Be, yeah, I mean, or it could be um, we could be going back in time to like the hundred year, you know, before the hundred year nap. Yeah, it's true. You know, pre Breath of the Wild link. Um, you know what it's giving me though? Well, you know what the trailer gave me? Skyward Sword. Yes, ma'am. Yes, absolutely. Oh, wouldn't that wouldn't that be a fucking bitch if technically we're just going through original Zelda games in the new format? that they have wouldn't that well, be mean, fucking weird i mean in the timeline skyward sword is one of the first ever it's, like the, yeah like the beginning of almost the beginning of right i don't know if it's the actual start but i know that it's like one of the first in the timeline because yeah. it goes back even before like the original game's story and all of that. Like, I was gonna say, what where did Breath of the Wild land? Was that was is that one the one furthest in the future, or is that one? Uh, I thought that one was the first one in the timeline. Mm, let's I'm see. Check that. I'm pulling this up right now. Let's Excuse see. us while we check our Legend of Zelda lore. <laughs> this is another podcast, y'all. Well, because you know that, like, I don't want to. Um, well, and see the the timeline is so weird because it splits off, and then there are um, different paths based yeah, off of like when he if dies. Link wins if yes. Link doesn't win. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, correct. Because like if he 
if he does uh, defeat Ganon, then it goes into like this version of the world. Um, Skyward Sword is the, according to this, and this might actually be from the Hyrule Historia, so it's not going to have the most current one. Um, but Skyward Sword is listed as the first. And then it's Minish Cap, Four Swords, Ocarina of Time. And then dependent on whether or not the hero is defeated or the hero is triumphant, then it leads into th- um, three different time, two timelines. And then if Link is, if the hero is triumphant, then it splits into two based off of whether the Sacred Rome remains protected or Ganondorf is sealed because then there's the resurrection and all that. And then it goes into all of the, um, the other games where legend of Zelda and the adventure of link are some of the latest, like the furthest down the timeline. And that's only if, uh, the hero is defeated in Ocarina of time. Yeah. Okay. All right. Huh? Yeah. I, I, I'd be curious. I don't know. Um, I don't know what the the most recent one is with the addition of um, Breath of the Wild. I would like to know where that sits. But yeah, no, I'm super stoked about this. And when I saw him like jumping and I saw the clouds, I was like, oh my god, totally giving me Skyward Sword vibes. Yeah, and I really did like Skyward Sword. It was it was at a very weird time in my life, and I actually got to like I just sat down and I played through it. And it was the first Zelda game in a long time that I actually played through and finished and beat. I still haven't finished. I never finished um, Wind Waker. And I never finished Twilight Princess. Oh, Wind Waker. Wind Waker. They like that. Like once you get into actual like meat of the story and figure out like what's going on with all the characters. It's dark as fuck. Like I got to the end of it and I was like. Jesus Christ, like, I, I like it, it pays off. Like, it's definitely one of those ones that people were kind of put off by, like, the, the cartoon vibe of it. But it's definitely uh, it's definitely worth uh, picking back up because I'm pretty sure it's been re-released on Switch and everything. But uh, I don't think so. I know it was re-released, but I think it was a Wii re-release. They did an HD remaster, but I don't remember which system it was for. If it was for the Wii Shop or um, Switch, uh, I don't think because I think that's one of the um, one of the games that people are uh, clamoring for. Yeah, they're getting angsty and angry about online that they that Nintendo hasn't announced uh, a a Switch port or upgrade or because I mean they did like Eric said they did the HD remaster because I think I bought it. And had because it came with um, an amiibo, but I think it was I think I had it for the Wii. But um, that one and uh, the the Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask. I know that every time there's a Nintendo event, it, it keeps getting like I keep seeing stuff online about like just announce this, announce this. And, like they announced you know the sequel to Breath of the Wild, and then everybody's still like. Yeah, but what are we going to get this, you know, remastered game? And I'm like, we're getting a brand new game in a fairly quick turnaround from, you know, compared to the last time we got a brand new Zelda game. Could we be happy about that? Apparently not. No, they're never happy. No, nerds are never happy. But that's all I've got for the Nintendo Direct stuff. 
Awesome. Well, and uh, I'm looking at this. I think. Yeah, it was Wii U when they did oh, okay. the the HD remaster for um, for Wind Waker because it was a GameCube game originally. So it was HD remastered for Wii U. So we have not gotten a Switch um, a Switch version of Wind Waker or. Or Twilight Princess, have we? Or do no? Do we just get Twilight Princess? Oh, uh, we just got Twilight Princess. I think it's uh, I think it's Skyward Sword. Uh, no, I think we got Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword. Those were the two. I know there were two remasters they dropped onto the Switch, and I think it's those two. Yeah, yeah. All right. Before BJ gets into the next bit of gaming news that he is going to be chatting about, we want to take a minute and thank you all for listening and enjoying our podcast uh we hope that you are at least we are online at our website at flameonshow.com on our site you can find all of our social media you can find where you can send us a direct email if you'd like to reach out to us directly and then uh from there you can also find our youtube channel our instagram all the social media content that you could ask for along with our uh, Twitch channels, where none of us are streaming at the moment again. BJ streamed for like two weeks and then um, has had life stuff going on again. So he's not been on there. Eric still hasn't twitched. Um, One day, we're going to get it. Eric, you have the best handle out of all of us. (laughs) And it makes me so mad that you aren't using it. Uh we got to get you on there one day. We'll get you on there one day. Maybe we'll just do a live, uh, a live flame on stream, just so there will have been, there will have been some activity on your channel. <laughs> but all of that is uh, is there. We also have our threadless shop. A link to our threadless shop. So if you want to pick up your very own flame on swag, you can do so. And uh, there is a link to our Patreon with the four levels of content that we have available for our patrons. If you want to go to our Patreon directly without linking through our website, you can go to patreon.com forward slash flame on show. There are four levels you can join to support us. Everything from the sad, sad tear of a clown all the way up to house of X our house. Come join the house down boots. And um, we have eight new episodes of now playing are up there uh this is the series that i have started to kind of replace uh a sip of tea with oral while he is out living his best life up in the sky i just saw him uh two weeks ago he had another uh, stop over here in chicago and i got to go have a drink or two or three with him and it was very lovely but uh he misses everybody on the podcast he just has he's in a new city almost every night and it's delightful for him, but we miss him. Oh, and uh, we're going to have some more uh, Why So Spicy's coming up for you very soon. We were working on getting our nuggies caught up. We're going to get all of that up, caught up and uh, lots of new content for you to listen to. So check that out. Patreon.com forward slash flame on show. You can join at any one of the four levels. There's different perks for each of the levels. And uh, yeah, so it's flameonshow.com and patreon.com forward slash flame on show. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. 
I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. All right, BJ, take us into the other half of what you were going to be talking about today. So, um, not to be outdone, PlayStation dropped a state of the play on September, I uh, believe it was September 19th, uh, same day as the, um, as the Nintendo one, um, September, yeah, um, September 13th, um, so they dropped a uh, state of play. Uh, just a couple of things uh, that I thought were interesting. Uh, Tekken 8. I haven't played a Tekken game in forever, but somehow I always get roped into playing them when my friend Violet visits. Um, so, uh, which she came through a couple days ago and proceeded to almost trounce me at Street Fighter. So uh, I had a grudge match in Street Fighter uh, 5 uh, with my friend Violet. So that was a lot of fun. But uh, but yeah, Tekken Eight. Uh, they did. They showed some demos stuff for the uh, newly announced uh, PlayStation VR Two, as well as what the hardware looks like, and it looks pretty sleek. Less wires, because uh, I had a PSVR One for uh, about three games, and then I got bored with it. Um, I mean, it was honestly that's the thing about the VR games on plate on a console that I like is the fact that I get the, those like specific games. Um, like there was a, there's an Arkham Asylum game, VR game that was actually really, really fun. Um, and then until Dawn game, the horror series, there was one of those. Uh, they dropped some more information on Hogwarts legacy. I will, will most likely not be playing it, but you know, um, there are still Harry Potter fans out there. We all make our, we all make our choices. Um, and then a really interesting one called Pacific Drive, where you're in some kind of world-ending event, and your old like Winnebago car is like retrofitted with all this monitoring uh, stuff uh, that warns you when an area you're in becomes dangerous. So it's kind of like a, a road trip, road trip of doom sort of feel. Um, and then another thing they announced is that the PlayStation Stars loyalty program, which is similar. Um, the bones of it are similar to the Nintendo one. And FYI, I just started recording my games in that, by the way. I didn't realize it didn't, uh, you have to go into your game options on your Nintendo Switch to select the loyalty program to get your points for games that you have purchased, like hard copies. And I think it's only good for like six or seven months, but you have to double check. I think it's, I think it depends on the game. Um, but they will be have their uh, PlayStation's uh, sending out a loyalty uh, program, and part of the loyalty program is like special edition um, uh, sprites and stuff for your game profile, um, uh, credits towards free games, 
uh, credits towards your PlayStation Plus, so you can play, pay for that with credits um, or whatever they're going to be called. Uh, but that'll that'll be starting a select launch this month, I know, in Japan, and then I believe before the end of this year in the United States. And then we had the main thing everybody was wanting to know about is God of War Ragnarok got a brand new trailer, uh, limited edition DualSense controller. Um, so all the goods. Daddy Daddy Kratos is uh, yelling boy a lot. So uh, Is this also directed by Taika Waititi? <laughs> no. Kate Blanchett's in it. <laughs> Plot twist, I... Kate Blanchett is Kratos. <laughs> oh man i actually would you honestly i kind of wish taiko atiti would just like dip his dip his big toe in the story a little bit just a little bit like i like god of war it is a very enthralling story i like kratos as a character especially now that we're getting to see him post like greek gods era and with a son um so it's 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 compelling stuff story wise, but I would definitely like a drop of levity, at least for like five seconds. His son is like the closest thing to comic relief, and he's still very like, we're gonna die. And I'm like, <laughs> no, no, baby Kratos, please stop. Um, so yeah, it's um, it was uh, it was like I said, it wasn't it wasn't too too meaty. Uh, the Nintendo one had had a couple that had like two things that I was really excited for, and this one just had the one. I mean, I'm always excited for a loyalty program because hey, I'm I'm almost forty, so uh, I like to <laughs> I like to get my free sandwich on my birthday. <laughs> I like my free cups of coffee once a year. Um, so, and I like my free games, and I've definitely used the loyalty program, the Nintendo one to get a couple of free DLC, some free DLC and some free games. So um, PlayStation's definitely needed something like this, and I'm sure Xbox won't be too far behind. Um, so, but yeah, that was the, uh, that was my, my video game news I have. And one thing I forgot to mention, it was something that caught my attention in a way, because I wasn't, ex- I'm not thrilled, but it, it's, I know that I can get them on PlayStation, and I now have a PS5. So, um, oh, you fancy! Oh, welcome. Yes, right. <laughs> you know, you know what the first thing I did though was <laughs> right. I bought, I bought the hot pink plates for it. So oh, I have of a, course, <laughs> I, have a hot, I have a hot pink PlayStation Five. <laughs> I would expect nothing less. If you had literally said any other color, I would have been like, I, I would be making secret episodes. Of this podcast to be like, y'all, this that that's not fucking Pat. I don't know who that is. I don't know what that is, but it looks and sounds like Pat, but it's not Pat. It's not a pink console. I don't know what it is. Secret plans, revenge <laughs> on my mind. Um, yeah, no, I saw they had Nova Pink, and I was like, um, I need the controller and I need the plates. I hadn't even set up the PlayStation before I pulled the white plates <laughs> off of it. It was like, let me just go ahead and do this. And I didn't realize how in- incredibly uh, hot it runs because I have a, a like a cabinet and I had it in the cabinet. Oh, yeah, no. And then like half an hour into it being, or no, maybe it was longer than that because it, it did the whole um, PS4 transfer and like all that other shit. And then I was playing, I because I ended up getting the uh, Horizon Forbidden West bundle. 
uh, which I had no intentions Uh-oh. on playing Horizon at all. <laughs> and I've been playing it. Like, I haven't played for the last two weeks or so, like, since uh, just before Labor Day. But I, I started playing it. I put it on easy and was like, let me just see what this game is like. And then, like, about a half an hour into playing, or maybe 20 minutes into playing, it was like, your PlayStation is overheating. <laughs> well, I was like, and I opened up the door and it was just like, <sighs> <laughs> so now it sits on top of i moved my my turntable over and was like okay well the playstation is gonna live on top of this and we should be okay up here um so i know that i can i can always go back and and get these games on the playstation and i have them i have one or two uh for ps4 but resident evil we're getting switch ports of village and i think seven um uh, so no it's uh so it's uh switch ports of village two three um village what is it village two and three i believe i thought we were getting like most of the well i know that code veronica is not uh wasn't part of the whole thing so fucking bitter about that i want my code veronica yes, that's my favorite that's that my was my favorite abs- that was my absolute favorite Resident Evil game of all time, and I just need a high-def version of Alfred Ashford in the makeup as his sister, talking like his sister, but not in the dress. Like, I just need a high-def version of that moment in the game. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely am bitter we didn't get a Code Veronica that uh, is, remake, remaster. That was my first Resident Evil game. That was oh the first one God. I ever played on Dreamcast. <laughs> And can I tell you, do you know how much I love that game? I bought the fucking soundtrack. Oh, wow. Shit. I have the soundtrack because um, the song that uh, that he would sing, there was a friendly but naive king who wed a very nasty queen. Like that song, I like it lives with me rent free in my mind. I will forget <laughs> what I'm talking about mid-sentence. I will forget people's names. But I will remember that song until the day I die. <laughs> um, and like I got the like the official one, like it was like four discs. There was music, there was game music, there was sound effects. Like oh my god, on my iPod, I would put it on shuffle, and like there would just be steps, <laughs> like sound effects <laughs> of the steps from the game. Yeah, I I need a remake of Code Veronica so badly. Like now. I need the- it. The downside is I think they're all cloud versions. Yes. That was that's why I was saying like it, yeah. it was great, but I I know I can get them for PlayStation um because they are cloud based. And eh, that's not yeah. that's not ideal. Um I don't know if it's a um a hardware like capacity issue and that's why they went this route, or if it was just gonna be easier to be able to port over the games quicker because they are from, you know, like the PS4 level. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm a Nintendo boy. Like I like straight up always been, but we know that the Nintendo systems aren't built to be beasts. Yeah. They're not as beefy as the other ones. They're built for kids games, you know, like they're like, that's a huge chunk of the market, but Mm -hmm. it's also built for um, now for portability you know, now that we've kind of merged the handheld and the console into one, like you're not going to get systems that are going to be playing like crazy graphic intense games. So this is probably the way that they could do it and get them over to the switch, which is fantastic. Like it's great that we're going to have an option to be able to do that. But 
at the same time, I'm kind of like, fuck, I, I really wish that I, I really wish it wasn't, you know, just a cloud based version of the game. But yeah, it, it is nice. It's nice to see that we're getting those ports and hopefully hopefully like can we start a campaign is there a campaign for a code veronica remake like is there a hashtag i should be using on thirst traps like i don't <laughs> i don't post thirst traps i've been posting food maybe now my food could be my thirst traps i don't oh, yeah, i was I gonna know. say you get uh, a code veronica themed food right i Dude, when that fucking like spider fell like in the ice covered room, oh my god! Walk and that shit drops to the no, ma'am, ma'am. I knew it was coming. <laughs> I had the goddamn, I had the fucking, I had the player's guide. <laughs> I had the fucking player's guide. I knew that shit was coming. That's how old the game is. Is we couldn't look it up on our phone. You know, the internet was there a little bit, but we, you know, you had to buy fucking <laughs> player's guides. And I oh had my god. All. I had the one for for Twilight Princess, and I still didn't beat the game. I think my game had a glitch though, and I got at a part, and the and there was a glitch that I could not like get the next thing I needed, and then I got frustrated and I stopped playing Twilight Princess. It was not for me. <laughs> anyway, neither here nor there. But uh, lots of great news coming out of the uh, Nintendo Direct, and uh, oh god, what is it? The the state of play for PlayStation. State of play. State of play. I was like, the shop at PlayStation? No, State of Play. There we go. <laughs> if uh, those are some of the big things that, that tickled BJ's fancy and some uh, some highlights for me. Eric, was there anything else that we didn't uh, that we didn't touch on that you tickled your fancy? Mm, not really. The only thing that didn't get mentioned was uh, I think they also uh, said that E-Honda is confirmed to be in Street Fighter VI. And yes. they released um, his little trailer. Um, Edmund Honda is coming back. Good for him. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, but no, there there wasn't a lot that really uh, piqued my interest. Um, because as just, far as... this Link's butt. Well, as far as the Zeldas go, and in general, I am mostly a retro game player. So... While he, I, he plays them on Twitch, everybody. He just doesn't stream it. <laughs> it's a private channel. Nobody's allowed to watch. <laughs> but no, I miss the days of uh, like a uh, link to the past, and really, uh, Link Between Worlds was the last one that I really played. That was um, a good game. That was, that was good. a good game. Yeah. So while I'm happy that the series is still going, it, it's not really my bag, baby. Hmm. I hear you. I hear you. Well, for those of you listening, let us know what you are excited about. If it's stuff that we've talked about, drop it in the comments. If there are things that we didn't mention uh, and you want to share, please, by all means, hit us up on social media. Tag us, comments, posts, whatever, and let us know what you're excited about from uh, the game announcements that just recently happened. All right. So from uh, horror and video games... It's a horrible video game playing drag queens. Let's do this. <laughs> um, so I'm going to dive into some of the international variants. A couple of uh, quick things. I will say that uh, I'm not going to touch on Philippines. I am a couple of episodes behind. Um, and the last one that I watched, I kind of fell asleep during. So um i'm a i'm a bit behind so i know the first couple of episodes the drag was very 
it create a very um interesting to watch um the the what was it the half body or like the decapitated i don't know the one like the the severed body yeah the severed body runway like that was pretty fucking cool i didn't i guess i didn't pay attention when they turned around and walked back where you could see like there was no back of it you could see that they were just leaning but there's been some impressive drag on Drag Race Philippines. I heard that the beauty pageant episode was a bit of a disaster, and I'm kind of excited to watch it. A uh, <laughs> friend, friend of the pod, Dan, um, was like, if you're watching Philippines, do yourself a favor and skip that episode. And I was like, ooh, that makes me want to watch it more now because I want to see what this is all about. So that's uh, that's about all I'm going to talk about with Philippines. Maybe another episode, I'll, I'll dive a little bit more into it. But... We just had two of the international variants end their seasons, and I could not have felt more opposite about these two these two uh, franchises. Like I don't think uh, then I could for like any other uh, any other franchise. We had Down Under season two coming off of probably the worst season of Drag Race ever produced in Down Under season one. If you haven't watched it. Don't bother. <laughs> it's really, it is plagued with issues from why the fuck did we bring back a contestant? Which, you know what? I don't even, that doesn't even bother me so much because honestly, look at seasons, US seasons two, three, four, where out of nowhere, RuPaul would be like, or even eight, where Nacia Lopez came back. Like RuPaul didn't have give any reason, but she was like, I feel like I've sent one of my queens home too early and just randomly brings a bitch back. Episodes later. Episodes. Mm-hmm. So I don't need a justification. I don't need a contest for them to make it back in. That wasn't so much my my issue, but you know, when the only two queens of color and Aboriginal queens are sent home. And then not brought back. And then you have a contestant who's called out for um, performing in blackface. And RuPaul basically just, you know, says, hey, you've cried a little bit. You've said you're sorry. All's forgiven. Um, We're still talking about season one, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, And then, you know, when, when she goes full boomer and goes, people would want me to cancel you. Bitch. What? When anybody who's a quote unquote, you know, left leaning, progressive, or at least liberal person starts using terms like cancel you or, um, oh God, there's a, there's a, a drag race YouTuber who I kind of now start, like, I, I hate watch some of his videos now, but the moment that he was like, when th- they're, you know, making decisions on who to crown to appease the SJWs. I'm like, when you start using right-wing rhetoric to, like, shit talk just being, like, a good, like, a decent person, I'm, 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 like, it makes me mad. But season one of, of Down Under, rife with problems. Rife. To the point where they literally only had one person they could crown at the end that wouldn't have caused massive fan backlash. And that person was crowned. So there was at least, you know, escaped that. But season two, 
I went into it not wanting to give it a chance because of how bad season one was. And I was pleasantly surprised. I, it wasn't amazing. It probably wouldn't rank as like one of my top seven to 10 seasons of drag race, but compared to season one, it was miles fucking ahead. Queens that were pretty likable. Um, you know, I, I thought they, my part of my issue at the first couple episodes was I thought they were really going to the well to bring the trope of young queen versus old queen with Minnie Cooper and um, half the cast. <laughs> Who is it Minnie fighting with? Uh, but this goes home though. <laughs> up until the last one. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even at that point, that was, yeah, that was a, that was a, an interesting take on everything, but whatever it, it surprised me. The first couple of episodes definitely were not my favorite, but it really built into a season. These, these Queens did not, most of them did not feel like they were overly trying and overly producing themselves. And I think that's, I think they came across more natural. Um, Spanky was my, my pick through all of it. Also, because I think Spanky's a cute boy. So, <laughs> you know. mm-hmm. I concur. <laughs> a little bit of favoritism from uh, from a looks uh, perspective, but I wasn't mad about the the final the final queens. Uh, you've seen all the way through to the end. Mm-hmm. No, okay. I'm only about halfway. Oh, okay, so I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil anything there. I I was so mad because I I ended up taking a, a last minute trip and I didn't watch right away. And I got through all day Saturday and then I got to Sunday <laughs> evening and I opened up Facebook and there was a post and it was like, congratulations to our new queen. I was like, God damn it. What? You should have done better. I know. I was doing so good though. It was so good. But anywho, um, it, I think it ended on, I think it ended on a, on a high note. Like I think overall it put forth a pretty good season. Contrast that with our Queen of the North and going to Canada. I did not like this season at all. Not as bad as Down Under season one. But if I had heard Fierce Delicious say, you sabotage me one more fucking time. (laughs) Okay, so I'm not the only one on the floor of the Fierce Delicious. uh, I, I saw... I've seen this entire season, so we can talk okay. about this. But all right, let's dive in then. <laughs> Fierce Alicious and Kimmy Couture should not have been in the finale. Correct, because they that because feels they, correct. They, they they both lost lip syncs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, so I don't know how they're still there. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, and then they tried to redeem Fierce Delicious way too late in the game. Listen, Fierce had good runways. That doesn't mean that she won that lip sync that she was in. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. No. And they were kind of weak lip syncs. Like, that was the thing on top of it. It's like, there really weren't a ton of, oh my god, these are great lip syncs. All the way through the end. Like... It just did not feel, it didn't feel impactful or powerful. Um, 
you started to see front runners or, or like f- people who felt like front runners going home early. Um, I'm still mad that Halal went home first. Yeah. To only to have Miss Mosu go home second. Like, and I don't think that Halal lost that lip sync at all. I don't either. And I still think that Fierce and Delicious Kimmy lost, in. And Kimmy lost her last two lip syncs that she was in. I the, think. The one where she was calcium, where she took like plastic bones for from yeah. like, uh, <laughs> a, a really bad cubone uh, costume <laughs> and just had them dangling on her on her. Yeah. No. Oh, God. No. Oh. It just felt so it felt so overly produced, like ridiculously overproduced. And it just I did not. I didn't. I didn't have a. I didn't have a horse in the race until, probably, around snatch game. And at that point, I was like, okay, like, please just crown Giselle, like, yeah. And then when it came down to, fierce delicious Kimmy, Jada, and uh, Giselle in the final four, I was like, they're fucking doing this, like redemption and. And rise to the top for Fierce Delicious. And I was like, fuck my life. Like, really? And then they, they didn't put her in the top two. And I was like, okay, this is so weird. And the fact that they dropped two of them. Yeah. That was even, like, crazier. I've never seen a season where they're like, okay, we have a top four. Now we have a top two. I mean, season 14 did that, like, here, everybody performs, and then I'm going to pick the top two, and or, you know, and then that's it. But at least everybody performed in the in the finale. Like, this was like, okay, right. we, we do the final runway, we do all this stuff, and now it's like, okay, you two don't even get to perform for, you know, the end of it. And it just felt weird. Yeah, I don't... The whatever the judges were looking for was definitely not what I was looking for at all during the entire season. And some of the things that they would say, I was just like, like I liked Bombay's balloon runway. Yeah. But did I think that was the most amazing look on the runway that night? No. Like, I don't know. They and I mean I know that they're there. They see a lot more than we do, and they're not the ones that are in charge of editing the show to put everything and make it look cohesive. But there were points where I was just like, "Ma'am, what are you talking about? I do not understand this." Yeah, and yeah. I, I just I don't know. I did like some of the challenges though. I like that they had to put together a makeup palette and do. Yeah, that was fun an ad for it. Like that's something that most of these Queens are doing now, especially the, the, the more beauty oriented Queens. So like I could see fierce delicious doing a a makeup collaboration. I could see Kimmy doing a makeup collaboration. Like it felt like it made sense. Like these are things that they're starting to do more things that dry Queens do in the real world now, not just perform at, you know, clubs and do gigs. You know, they're doing comedy, they're they're singing and performing, they're um, you know, doing makeup stuff, they're doing acting. You're like these are all things that the that the queens out in the world that have come from this franchise especially are doing more and more. So to see the challenges reflect that, 
I like that. I thought that was a, a, a cool kind of direction with it. But it feels like Canada is floundering. Like it just doesn't know what it's trying to do anymore. And considering they're the next host country for a versus the world. Like, I don't know. Like, I love Brooke, but yeah. something just feels weird. And I hate, you know what I absolutely hate is when she comes out looking fucking stunning week after week after week. And then her camera is completely a good 45 to 50 degrees away from the judge's table. So she's facing, let's say we're facing forward and then the judging table is back to her right. And she has to continually like turn to talk to the judges because she's got to stay in line with the camera. Like Rue's camera in the U S like all the judging tables are off to the side, like kind of um, catty corner that way. Yeah. But they put the camera more dead center. So Rue can come out and then she just has to kind of turn a little bit and it's natural. Fucking, you watch Canada, just watch like the, the beginning of the runway where, when Brooke comes out and watch her fucking turn, almost a half turn, to have to talk to the judges. It's really awkward. And maybe she, maybe she doesn't need a new face for season four. I'm just going to say, Brooke, <laughs> put down the phone, stop calling the plastic surgeon. I mean, it's your body, do whatever the fuck you want to do, but you're stunning. <laughs> we don't need a new face again. <laughs> Um, I will say that, um, Isis's look on the finale was friggin' amazing. I wish the wings stayed up. Yeah, they did. Or she didn't have the wings. If she didn't have the wings, that dress was stunning. Yeah. The wings were great, but they were, instead of, like, they kept on drooping, and I was like, bring your shoulders forward, honey. (laughs) Let's let's get (laughs) get the wings where they need to be. But no, it was a great look. That was definitely... And I loved how she was like, uh, give it up for the dress. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I will say what was a little awkward after the fact was when I saw um, the live um, crowning videos Mm. or the the bar videos Mm -hmm. um, and how... There was one in Toronto and one in wherever in Quebec. I don't know. So the one that came out first that I saw first was the one in Toronto and had all the queens except Giselle there. Oh, And then after the crowning, they're all just like hugging <laughs> each other and whatnot. And like nobody's really happy. And then. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <I> mean, like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Awkward. I was like, Canada keeps on having these. Ever since season two, season two and season three of Canada's Drag Race got some fucking, got some drama. Go to the Bussy Queen channel for more information. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. We haven't even, we haven't mentioned Race Chaser. We've been talking about Drag Race for how long at this point? Damn. Uh, we're slipping. Yeah. It's, I, it, I was not a. I'm not a huge fan of this season. Drag Race Down Under definitely gave me a better feeling overall, uh, but that's going to be in the the rearview mirror in a moment because um, the day after this episode drops and, and goes live, we start UK season four. Yeah, we've had casting announcements for 
Germany, Brazil, and Mexico. Rutabaga was announced as the host of uh, Belgium. Mm-hmm. Um, and then friend of the pod, Luke, uh, when I was walking Havoc just before we, we started recording, sent me the post that's uh, from, I, I guess it's the Drag Race Espana IG uh, channel, but saying that after season three, they're going to have a Drag Race Espana All-Stars. Hmm. And I'm like, that's, in my opinion... And his opinion is that they, the the level of talent is so high that he's excited. Like he he thinks it feels it feels correct to uh, have an all stars this quick. I am of the mindset that we're really we're really overusing the all stars franchise, and now we have a versus the world franchise that on its on top of, and we're not giving one we're not giving these queens enough time to tour make money develop. and do all this yeah. stuff and develop their looks even more um and we're and when you do all stars this frequently and i mean espana is a new franchise but i mean even the u.s didn't do a, an all stars until after season four um you start having filler queens in these in the in, and my thing is you should never you should never have an obvious going home first in an all stars um you know, you want these queens to develop. You want these queens to have time to to have a glow up. And we're still in a pandemic. You know, things are opening. Like th- we're pretending like we're not in a pandemic anymore. So they're touring and they're doing this stuff. But there was so so much time, and that's part of the reason. Like for UK versus the world, there wasn't time for the season two girls who had no time to tour or make any money or do any of that. So of course you had BBC. You had a uh, you know uh, Blue Baga and Cheryl from season one, because they at least had time to tour and make money and kind of develop after they've been on the show. Espana season one hasn't. And like, I I want Poopy Poison back on my television very much. But if you have it so quickly, they're not developed any more than and you're getting what you saw already on their original season. And I don't necessarily, I don't, that's not what I'm looking for. I want to see a glow up. Jiggly coming back for All-Star 6 after being on season four, that was a fucking glow up. If Jiggly was on all on season four and then was on All Stars one, Jiggly would have been Jiggly. It wouldn't have been any different. You mm-hmm. know, Chad Michaels was polished and poised and a, a consummate professional on, on season four. There was no elevation of that, but Chad is such a professional that it still is polished going into All Stars one. And that's the same thing. If you have like that's the curse of queens coming off their season right onto All Stars. Where's the time for the elevation? I need you to be able to like show me something more. And then I, I, I joked and said, you know, you, you're the, you, you say that you want like, you know, you want this all stars and that these people were already so, so high, like highly elevated, but then you'll be the first person to turn around and be like, Hey, they, I saw this already on their original season. And I'm like, it's a double-edged sword. They're super talented Queens. I will, I will watch it. I'm excited. I just think that we're, I think that we're overdoing all stars. But it makes uh, World of Wonder and RuPaul money, so you know they're not going to stop it. And after I watching, would, I would like all our All Star seasons to adopt the All Winners format. No, boo, go away <laughs> and call. Listen, you and Bob go into your corner <laughs> and. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> One million percent agree with Bob. We don't need if All Stars. Listen. If all stars was every couple of years, and we had the best of the best, 
I'd be down for that. But when you bring me Serena Chacha, I don't want Serena, I don't need Serena Chacha on my my TV for twelve weeks. And I'm I mean, not, I wouldn't I wouldn't have been able to handle Silky every single week. <laughs> but that's but that's the thing. Like, it, if you give me the best of the best, I want to see them. I want to see them week after week. But if you're going to give me an All Star season every every year, I don't I don't need to see some of these people on my TV screen because you know they're not going to win. You know they're not going to be a, a top contender. And I, I want I want a season of the worst. All the ones that got cut in the first episode, I want an All Stars of them. So you're going to be excited for All Stars eight because <laughs> that's a good chunk of the cast. Yeah. Which honestly, but you know what? I'm not mad about that because some of the we'll go. Do you mind if I give a couple of the the rumored that's people? Yeah. So a couple of rumored people for All Stars eight are people like James Mansfield, who was first eliminated on season nine. We love, I love James. James Mansfield. Kasha Davis, who was like third out on um, season when seven. Was this is Kasha Davis. She she lasted halfway through the season. Was it? Was it that far? Yeah. I didn't think it was that. I thought it was like maybe a quarter of the way. But I mean, but still, she was an early out and not somebody that people talk about a lot. And I love I love MKD. I love Mrs. Kasha Davis. Yeah, like so she's rumored to be back for All Stars eight. Um, like there's a couple of these people that have early outs. I think Nasha Lopez. I mean, Nasha left early and then came back and lasted a couple episodes, but eh, whatever. But still, like there are there are a few of those people who are, and then Jimbo. Why the fuck? Like we we're, we're really trying to make Jimbo happen, and it fucking kills me. Anywho, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna get a lot of hate for that one, but I just I was I liked Jimbo, and then I didn't like Jimbo, and then I could not stand Jimbo after uh, UK versus the world. I could say that you are blah 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 blah. blah. Fuck you. Anyway, uh, <laughs> at me, yo. But um, after watching the spoiler videos for All Stars 8 and Canada versus the World, I am not looking forward to either of those seasons. I am so not looking forward to either of those seasons. And that's all I will say about that. <laughs> if you want to have a spoiler-tastic conversation with me, feel free to hit me up. Go YouTube uh, the season All Stars Eight or Canada versus the World and spoilers. Watch the video and then come talk to me if you want to if you want to dish about it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not, and especially considering some there's some the same something similar happens in both seasons according to these spoiler videos. Oh, it'll be interesting. But those are Drag Race Down Under season two, Canada season three. Um, there's so much more coming down the pipeline. I'm excited. So much drag. I don't know if I can keep up with all of it, but I, I'm trying. Italy is still the only season that I have not finished, and I have no desire to go back to. <laughs> but I will catch up on Philippines, and I will be excited for when uh, I, I, yeah. I not. I never finished France either. I think Are I only you... watched two episodes of France. I, I was sad that the person I, I I I was sad about the winner. I I, I was hoping for a different queen to to take that crown, but um, (laughs) eh. Nikki did a good job though. It it wasn't a bad, it wasn't a bad season for sure. Although I did not understand why there was a, a a crow like clucking as their, or a rooster or the cockadoodle doing as their alarm. Every time there was a video message did not understand that, but they made a song to it. So 
do do what you got to do. Uh, but all that, most of the international stuff is all on Bob Presents Plus. If you got it, go check it out. And uh, yeah, lots of drag all up on your televisions. All right. It's time for our quick round of one-ups. These are the things that are giving us life. So let's go back around the other way. BJ, what is your one-up? Hey, so this just dropped on Netflix, I want to say, this past weekend. Uh, Bee and Puppycat. Uh, Bee and Puppycat was an actual, is an independent uh, animated series on YouTube that had like two or three episodes um, it's got a really, I love the art style, um, but it's just about this girl named B who like constantly screws up. She gets fired from her job and she happens upon a puppy cat, um, which is a puppy or a cat. It's a cat that smells like a puppy. Um, and she's, but it talks in this weird, like vocaloid sort of noise. Some people will find it adorable. Some people will find it. Uh, very annoying um but puppy cat's kind of a grump but introduces her to this sort of part-time job where they go to other planets um sometimes it's simple simple as cooking something sometimes it's taking care of a weird creepy baby um but it's uh it's got all sorts of different uh, stories going the dialogue is super fucking weird i'm not even gonna lie the dialogue is beyond weird um but it's kind of amazing. And uh, just getting to know the characters and everything is really fun. But it's definitely a palate cleanser show. You could leave it on in the background. Uh, Puppy Cat says some hateful shit sometimes, which is absolutely hilarious. Um, so definitely check it out. Be in Puppy Cat. I think it's had kind of an internet following. So for those of you that have watched it on YouTube a long time ago, um, it is, uh, I guess they got, they got greenlit for either a season or two up on Netflix. Um, it's adorable. Go check it out. Nice. So be in puppy cat on Netflix. Hey, Rick, what you got as your one up? Uh, so it's the seventh studio album by panic at the disco called Viva Las Vengeance. Um, it is, An interesting sound. Um, it's he recorded this album on an eight-track tape machine to capture a retro vibe, uh, but he says it's a look back at who I was at seventeen years, who I was seventeen years ago, and who I am now with the fondness I didn't have before. Um, it still deals with a lot, uh, maybe darker issues, but it's got a happier sound. It, it reminds me a lot of the sound of the duet he did with Taylor Swift. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, wow. And that is, <laughs> But I mean, not necessarily the, the vocals, just, just the feel of the song. Yeah. Um, it, uh, where it's kind of an upbeat feel, even though it's talking about a lot of different... Uh, you just like it because it has a marching band feel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> But I like it. Uh, it's got some good uh, bops, as the kids say. Uh, Do the song slap? Uh, slap so hard. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's Aviva Las Vengeance from Panic at the Disco. Panic! Exclamation point at the Disco. Is it Viva! Exclamation point 
No. no. Oh, damn. I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like they miss out on a great marketing opportunity to include the exclamation point there. Um, so check that out on your favorite uh, streaming service or go uh, buy the physical media because I'm still a fan. Yes, I do. I, yeah, I, 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 I buy CDs. Same here. Same here, bitch. Um, so I'm going to keep up with the music part of it and um, give a plug for our patrons. If you haven't, uh, if you didn't check your Patreon messages uh, and you didn't see your posts or, or get notifications about posts, I mentioned it in the uh, the mid uh, mid episode kind of spiel, but I started doing a Patreon exclusive um series to replace the a sip of tea with oral episodes since he's not been able to do them uh and i talk about a song uh whether it's new and i actually did a throwback for a michelle branch track that i love um a little bit more of a deep cut and um i just talk about like stories and kind of reasons why and what resonates about the song for me And um, give a little snippet at the beginning so you kind of get a feel for what it is in case you haven't heard it before. And I actually want to go ahead and start making a playlist. I want to do a now playing playlist by Flame On. So BJ might have to help me with that because I know Spotify is a more... um, What? You have a Spotify account now? I I mean, I have one. It's connected to my Facebook account, but I don't... It's like it's a free version. So I don't get to like do a lot of good stuff with it. Like I could only randomly play playlists. But anyway, we'll figure it out, and I, I'm going to get some of those. We have eight episodes up, and um, I have another six that are going to be coming out very shortly to get us caught up on on um, uh, some episodes of A Sip of Tea. So one of the people that has, I think, three episodes of Now Playing, and I was like, I'm going to try my best not to make this all about her. But Fletcher... I've mentioned before, I saw her uh, Lollapalooza after show uh, back in July um, for the first time, um, making me feel all of my lesbian breakup energy through her music. Her She has three EPs, uh, Finding Fletcher from like 2016. It feels like a completely different Fletcher. Um, I don't think she was uh, out at that point in time. She wasn't part, you know, she wasn't owning her, her queerness. Um and then she has You Ruin New York for Me as her second EP. And then Sex Tapes uh, with the X in parentheses, which came out in 2020. And there are some cutting and bitter and emotional breakup songs and music through all of that. And because they're her breakup albums, uh, her breakup EPs. So she was putting together... And finally released her debut album, full-length album, Girl of My Dreams. Released a couple of songs, I think four songs. Her Body is Bible, Becky So Hot, Sting, and Better Version. Better Version was the last one before the album dropped. And what she did, this bitch had me. I, I found out about her in December of last year and became a fan real quick. And it's been angsty and just angry and bitter and jaded. And the first four songs that she put out all fit that narrative for the most part. Her Body is Bible is a little bit more celebratory. And um, Cherry, her duet with Haley Kiyoko, has that that kind of um, new, a new vibing with a new person feel. But what that bitch did to me 
what she did to me. I was so real. I was like, you're right. More angstiness. You get halfway through. That bitch realized that she needed help and got therapy. And then the fucking second half of the album is a whole like enlightened take where she is going to be. She is the girl of her dreams. Like she herself. And that she's doing this for her. And it is such an amazing journey. And I love that journey for her. I was like, bitch, I was not expecting this. Like, you got me. You got me. You hooked me. You brought me in with the angst. And then you said, bitch, let's get some therapy. Let's talk this out. Let's figure out the things that you need to work on for yourself and to stop doing this for other people. Um, Because on the second half of the album, you have songs like I Love You, Bitch. And then the album ends with uh, For Carrie. Carrie Fletcher is her full name. And basically at the end of it, it's that she's doing this for herself. Like that, like this whole thing is like, she's at the end of the day, she's taking care of herself and she needs to always take care of herself. And I was like, damn, you really got me. You, you, you sucked me in and now I'm on this journey with you and I fucking love it. And it, it's, it ends on such a little hopeful. It, it hits that pivot point and the songs just, you feel the anger kind of go away. You feel the bitterness go away and it's just, Oh, and it, it reminded me of Haley Kiyoko's Panorama, where it's kind of that same journey, and it just—I love it. It's like it's—it was—it's so good. So, Girl of My Dreams, it's out now. Stream it. I ended up buying the alternate um, cover with like a, a different CD, and then she was like, "The Target version has two two extra songs that aren't streaming," <laughs> and I was like, "Well, guess I'm going to Target on release day." <laughs> so. Not me having two physical copies of the CD now on top of streaming it. So, and Urban Outfitters has the hot pink vinyl. And I'm like, do I need Fletcher's <laughs> underboobs on my wall? Because maybe. So we'll see. But check it out, Fletcher. Um, go check out her music. I fucking love it. If you're on our Patreon, go check out the Now Playing episodes. Um I'll work with BJ on maybe I'll just send BJ a list of songs. <laughs> Be like these. Yeah, I can I was gonna say I can make I can either I can just make a flame on playlist that I can um send out I can send the link. I uh, put it either in our Discord or I can just send the link to you and you can post it up on the Patreon. Uh well I mean even just in general. Like I I mean this is you know, I, I, I want this to be able to go out to the public. So we'll talk more about that. We'll get a flame on. We'll get a now playing playlist yeah. um, uh, out to all of you. But if you're on Patreon, you can hear the backstory as to why these songs uh, have been chosen for for these episodes. So uh, that does it. With that being said, please feel free to go check us out online. Flameonshow.com. Um, you can check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash flameonshow. Uh, link tr.ee forward slash flame on show gives you the links to everything the thread of the shop the patreon the website all of our social media all of our individual things you can find us all over the social media um let us know what you're listening to let us know what games you're excited for from uh, the big game announcements from playstation and nintendo or just uh drop us a line and say hi um if you're excited for some drag race we love to hear it all so Please feel free to tag us, send us messages. And um, uh, now that we're back on track, I, I got us back on track. It was a week off. Everything's been a little off the last couple of weeks, but we are, uh, we're back and uh, we've got a great new microsoft coming your way in two weeks. So until then, Bobby Hutch. 
Bye. Bye. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.